Blog Talk Radio. The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymore, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, Do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. The Sacrifice of Abraham The sun had gone down. The night fell across the desert. In the west, the sand dunes shimmered almost pure white in the flood of moonlight. And if you looked to the east, you saw an oasis, perhaps a hundred tents sheltered by tall palm trees. And because there was moisture, there was grass, and there was grazing for the sheep and goats and leisure for the camels. A settlement in sight of the much-traveled caravan route that led all the way from the Persian Gulf to remote cities in Assyria and as far off as Egypt and Macedonia. This was where it happened, 1900 years before the coming of Christ. And the Lord spoke unto Abraham, saying, Abraham, take thy son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and go with him to a mountain I will show thee, and there offer thy son as a sacrifice to me. Oh, my God, my Lord God, can this be thy will for me, that I should slay my own beloved son? Can this be thy will? Abraham? I thought you were asleep. 
You woke me up with your moaning. I'm sorry. Go back to sleep. I'm wide awake now. You can sleep if you try. What is it? Well, what is what? Whatever it is that's bothering you. Nothing bothers me. Are you sure? Would I deceive you? You might. There's nothing wrong. Which means there is. Which means you have something on your mind or your conscience. Or you'd be sound asleep. Oh, it's hot tonight. There's no air in here. No wonder you can't sleep. She stood up from that couch and walked to the opening of the tent and lingered there, staring out into the night, into the desert. She was still beautiful, even in old age. One look at her was enough to tell you she must have been a most beautiful woman in the flush of her youth. And she had been. The story of her beauty had spread as far as Egypt. Even now, there was the ghost of youth about her. Abraham. Well, what, Sarah? I have a feeling something is wrong. Or that something has happened or is going to happen. Something is always going to happen. Or life would stand still. No, no, I mean I have a, a premonition. It's the hour of the night. It's a beautiful night. In such silence. Not even the sound of a jackal. Not even the sound of sheep or or goats or, or an angry camel. And not a sound from any of the other tents. Not one single woman is awake to quarrel with her husband. It's a most unusual night. Abraham? Hmm? Hmm. Oh, I thought you'd fallen asleep. No. On a night like this, I feel almost young again. I can almost forget all the years I've lived. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder what age has to do with the years we live. Tonight I feel my years. You know what I'd like to do? I'd like to go for a long walk in the desert. Just the two of us. You know, still a Bedouin. Of course still I'm a Bedouin. A Bedouin. <laughs> I was born one, so were you. We were born to be nomads, to wander from place to place. Well, we did wander once, only we were very young then. And then we took root in this place. It was God's will. Yes, I know. We did what he, what he told us to do. He was a hundred years old was this man, Abraham, still tall, still broad of shoulder, still strong and active. He had been born at a place called Ur, near the Persian Gulf, born to great power and wealth, a tribal chief, a desert sheik with many servants and many slaves. But he had held on to the old ways, had maintained a love for the one God, and God had spoken to him, had told him to pack his belongings and with his followers journey through the wilderness until he came to the land of Canaan. And there, in good time, a son would be born to him, a boy who would be the seed of a new nation. 
And a son called Isaac had been born. But now God wanted the boy slain and sacrificed. Come, take me for a walk, and you can tell me what's bothering you. Nothing is bothering me. So tell me what it is while we're walking. Oh, you're an exasperating woman. And perhaps a walk would do us both good. <laughs> well, talk to me, Sarah. I was waiting for you to talk. Since when are you different from other women? What woman ever waited for her husband to talk? I hmm? am different from other women. Oh. But it's true. Well, yes. No other woman who has ever lived can say she gave birth to her first and only child after she was 80 years old. God promised us a child. He kept his promise. Well, it makes me different from other women, doesn't it? We've agreed on that. What a beautiful night. I still cannot dispute that. You know what I was thinking? No. That God must love us very much. Perhaps we take too much for granted. No. No, he loves us. And he especially loves you. You have always served him and obeyed him. It's good to know that we've lived by his word. Look at those stars. Did you ever see so many? Did you? What? Abraham, tell me what's on your mind. I was thinking, that's all. About what? If I tell you, you'll accuse me of being morbid. Well, you are morbid tonight, so you may as well tell me your trouble. Sarah. Sarah, you believe that we come from God. Of course we do. That when we die, we return to him. If we've loved him, yes. So that when someone we love dies, we should mourn, yes. But not so much for him, because we know he's gone back to the Lord. I mean, we really only mourn our own loss, our own sorrow. You understand what I'm saying? I understand, yes, but why do you talk about it? Neither one of us is going to die yet. No, but we should always remember there is really no death, only everlasting life, if we have served God. My, but you're in a very profound mood on such a night. You think we've walked far enough? Are you tired? No, but I'm getting up early in the morning. Oh? I'm going up into the hills. What on earth for? Oh, to look up, old friends. Oh. I was thinking I might take the boy with me. Well, I think he'd like to go. He never does go anywhere. Yes, take him. Abraham walked in silence beside her with a sense of unreality. How could he tell his wife that in a matter of hours their son would be dead, slain and offered as a burnt sacrifice to the Lord? How could he tell her this? She would have to know, of course, but not yet. Afterwards. Afterwards, when it was all over. And then there would be nothing left for either of them. 
but to languish in their torment and slowly die of old age in the cruel depths of despair and loneliness. But he had to keep his terrible secret from her for just a while longer. But wait. Suppose. Suppose he defied God. Suppose he refused to sacrifice his son. Now, he had always obeyed God. He would obey now. Even slay his own son, if that was God's will. Isaac? Hmm? Wake up, son. Well? Are you awake? Yes. Son, listen to me. I'm going on a little trip. I want you to go with me. Oh, I'd like that. I want to leave almost at once. I'll be ready in no time at all, Father. All right. The boy was ten years old. Quiet for his age and well-tutored. He had no playmates. He had been kept apart from other boys. Are we going alone, Father? No. We'll take two servants. Go and say goodbye to your mother while I attend to the donkeys. All right, Father. Have you had your fruit? Yes, Mother. And your milk? Oh, yes. Are you sure you feel like going on this trip? Yes, Mother. Well, put your sandals on. Must I? You're not going into the desert, dear. You're going into the mountains. So wear the sandals. It gets very cold at night. Oh, you'd better take your cloak with you, too. All right, Mother. How could she know she was never to see him alive again? How could she know he was going to his death? Her son, the promised seed of Israel. And so the boy left with Abraham, his father, and two servants. And they journeyed into the hills until the night came. And then they made camp in the shadow of a mountain which Abraham had never seen before. Do you know where we are, father? No, my son. Then are we lost? No. Will you know which way to go when morning comes? Yes, my son. God will show us the way. Oh, you must be tired, son. Try to sleep. Must I sleep, father? Do you wish to talk? I'm not a bit sleepy. Then talk, my son. Why did God choose me to be the father of princes and kings? He did not choose you, my son. He created you for that purpose. And someday you will find me a wife? That is how it has always been planned. Who will be my wife, father? She... she must yet be chosen. Oh. Unreal. Abraham stared at the beautiful face of his son. Surely the boy had the face of an angel. <laughs> I cannot do it! Father, what is it? Uh, nothing, my son. I, I had dozed off. I was dreaming. 
dream. Perhaps that was it after all. He was getting on in years. He was old, very old. And when you're so old, you sometimes confuse dream with reality. You dream something and you think it happened. Maybe he had only dreamed that God had ordered him to slay his son. No, it was no dream. God, my Lord God, is this thy reward for me? Is this thy reward for me? For my love of thee? Or have I failed thee? And now thou dost punish me for my grievous sins against thee. Oh, my Lord God, how can I slay my own son? How can I do this thing and then return to my wife and say to her, Sarah, I have slain our son Isaac and have sacrificed him to the Lord. Oh, Lord, my Lord, have mercy on me. Are you asleep, Father? No. Are you tormented? Tormented? Are you, Father? I can't sleep, that's all. You haven't slept all night. No. How do you know that? I've been awake, too, watching you. Watching me? Watching this old face of mine? A face old enough to be the face of your own great-grandfather? Will you live forever, Father? No one does. Are you as old as the world? No. Oh, the world is much older. Uh, Father. Yes, my son. God created the world, didn't he? Aye, and everything good and beautiful. Like mother? Like mother, yes. I wish I'd known her long as you have, Father. I wish you had, my son. We haven't been away from her long, but I miss her. Don't you? Yes. Yes. I'll be glad to see her again. Where there had been blackness, there was now a pale light over the mountains. A jackal howled once, then crept back to his lair. An eagle dropped from the mountaintop and hung low over the valley, waiting for something to move. And soon the day was come, and Abraham and his son Isaac and their two servants moved up on into the mountains. And at a certain place on the mountainside, the two servants were left behind, and Abraham and his son went on alone. Where are we, Father? I do not know the place, my son. Did God make you come here? He led our footsteps here. And why have we come here, Father? God wants a sacrifice made to him. Oh. And shall we make one? Yes. Hold still. It is some brushwood we can use for the fire. Hold still, my son. I'll load it on your back, and you can carry it. Father? Yes, my son. 
If we must sacrifice, there must be a victim. God will provide the victim. There. Is the wood too heavy for you to carry? No, Father, I can manage. I'm young and very strong, Father. Isaac? Yes, Father? I love you, my son. You know that? Why, yes. Next to God, my love for you is greater even than my love for your mother. You know that? Yes, Father. And I love you. And and how great is your love for me? I don't know. No. No, we can't measure our love, can we? And still, I must ask you to measure yours, my son. Is your love for me greater than your love for God? Must I... Must I answer that? I beg you to answer. Father, you have taught me my love for God must come first. You have taught me to love God more than anyone else. And do you love God more than you love me? Yes, Father. Then I have been a good father. And your mother has been a good mother. We have done well in the sight of the Lord. Now, drop the firewood. Here is a good place for us to build an altar. And they built a rough altar out of rock and stone. And Abraham arranged the firewood on top of it with a heavy heart. Suddenly he wondered if God were punishing him. There was something for which he had never been punished. It had been a long time ago. He had lost faith in God when he and Sarah had journeyed to Egypt. But that was such a long time ago, and he had repented. Could God be punishing him after all this time? Or was it for something else? Perhaps he had failed to teach his son all that he should have taught him about God. Isaac? Father? My son, what else have I taught you? That you must love God above any man, even your parents. But what else? That I must obey the word of the Lord, as you must obey him, Father. As I must obey him? Yes, Father. You must obey him. I'm not afraid. Afraid? Do with me as God has told you. Then you know? I think so, Father. My son. Oh, my son. My son. (laughs) And Abraham bound his son and laid him upon the altar and drew his knife, prepared to sacrifice his own son. Oh, my God, my Lord God. For the love of thee, I sacrifice my own son to thee. Abraham, Abraham, lay not thy hand upon the boy, neither do thou anything to him. Now that I know thou fearest God and hast not spared thy son for his sake.
these were the words that Abraham heard. And he saw an angel of the Lord standing there. And in that same moment, a male sheep appeared and was caught in a bush by its horns, whereupon Abraham slew it and offered it as a sacrifice to the Lord. And the angel spoke a second time, and these were the words he spoke. By my own self have I sworn, said the Lord, because thou hast not spared thy only begotten Son for my sake, I will bless thee, and I will multiply thy seed as the stars in heaven and the sand that is by the seashore. Thy seed shall possess the gates of their enemies, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the world be blessed because thou hast obeyed my voice. Father? My son? May we go home now? Home? Yes. Yes, I think so. Father? Yes, my son? I'm very proud to be your son. I'm very proud, Father. And so they went home, and Abraham told his wife what had happened. No man, living or dead, ever stood such a trial as yours. Let me sleep now. I'm tired from my journey. And you can sleep, for our son is alive, and God is pleased with you. And all the things that God has promised will come true. It is a beautiful night and such a silence. And the Lord is everywhere in it. And the Lord blessed Abraham and his descendants. For out of the same line was born the Savior of the world, our Lord Jesus. And of the picture of the boy Isaac carrying the firewood up the mountainside is symbolic of Christ carrying his cross up the hill to Calvary. The symbolism ends there. God spared the son of Abraham. He did not spare his own son, who died for us. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. 
We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV-AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony Shrine Graymore, attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need, please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymore, Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen.